going to start a brand new series this morning and we're going to look at this subject from different avenues and from different ways and uh, the name of the sermon the the uh, series is the abundant life the abundant life and so in John chapter 10 I want you to notice there with me Brenda did such a great job exhorting everyone on God's good the devil's bad right and so we see in the first part of John 10 and verse 10, it says, The thief cometh not but for to steal and to kill and to destroy. Now we have been exhorted by Peter when he wrote his epistle in 1 Peter chapter 5 and verse 8 and then on through verse 9, he said, Be sober. Be vigilant. Why? Because your adversary, your adversary is that thief who comes to steal, to kill, and destroy. Because your adversary, the devil, as a roaring lion, walketh about seeking whom he may devour. Now, there are those that he may devour, and there are those that he may not devour. I've made the quality decision, as for me and my household, we make this confession, he may not devour us. He may not. Now, that doesn't mean he's going to stop coming. We know that he is a persistent cuss. But, thank God, we're not moved by that. Amen? As a matter of fact, notice with me in verse 9, here's what it says we're to do with that devourer when he comes. It says, whom resist him steadfastly. The word steadfast there means firmly. Resist him. Oppose him. Stand against him firmly. Do so firmly. Knowing, of course, that the same afflictions are accomplished in your brethren that are in the world. Everyone who is a born-again Christian is going to face the adversary. But everyone who is a born-again Christian has the faith on the inside of them, whereby if they will activate it, that's what they utilize to resist Him. Now, another verse of Scripture that contains the word resist is found in James chapter 4 and in verse 7. James, the fourth chapter and the seventh verse Notice this with me. Before you resist the the devil, what are you to do? You're to submit yourself, therefore, to God. In other words, to the best of your ability and to the best that you know how, resist or submit yourself to God. Come under his authority. Amen. And be obedient to him with all of your heart and with all of your life. Submit yourself, therefore, to God. Now, notice the next word. It says resist. The devil. It does not say assist. It says resist. There's a difference between assisting and resisting. And I think too many Christians assist the enemy by default, not knowingly, and they entertain his thoughts all day long, and instead of casting them down, they caught these thoughts get stuck in their minds. But that's not us. Notice with me, he said, resist the devil, and what will the devil do? 
he will flee from you. Now, you want to hear Rick Renner's translation of James 4, 7? Rick Renner is a Greek scholar, a theologian, lives in Moscow. And he has a great church in Moscow. He's been there for a number of years. And, uh, I mean, he knows the Greek probably better than I know English. But he said this of James 4, 7. Listen to this. He said, stand firmly against the devil. That's right. Be unbending and unyielding in a way that he knows he's up against a serious contender. He says, if you take this kind of stand, he will tuck his tail and run like a criminal who knows the day of his prosecution is upon him. Now, I'm not sure that that says that in the Greek, but I like it. Then it goes on to say, once you start resisting him, he will flee from you as in stark terror. I like that. So the thief cometh not but for to steal, to kill, and to destroy. But why did Jesus come? Jesus says, I am come. I am come. That you might have life. And that you might have it, what? More abundantly. Now, the reason why he was able to give life, because life was in him. John 1, 4, for example, said, in him was life. The word life there is zoe. In him was life, and the life was the light of man. And then if you look at John 5, 26, it says, For as the Father has life in himself, so has he given the Son to have life in himself. And so Jesus says, I've come that you might have this life and have it more abundantly. Eternal life is the crowning achievement of the plan of redemption for you and for I. Eternal life is the possession of every born-again believer. I believe this life is what puts sparkle in your eye. It puts joy in your voice. And we could even say it like this. It'll put a pep in your step. The life of God. Amen? Now notice with me. He said, life more abundantly. Now understand this, that this is not just quantity of life, but this is quality of life. Amen. It's the only way to live. It's the best way to live. As a matter of fact, I heard this recently. There is no quality of life without Zoe. The world may think they have a quality of life, but their quality of life cannot touch the Zoe kind of life that God has given you. It's the high life. It's the best life. It's the good life that Jesus came to give you and I. One person said it this way, It is life in the absolute sense. Absolute life means there's no death in it whatsoever. Amen. Amen. Life in the absolute sense as God has it, 
that which the Father has in himself and that which the Son has manifested in the world. Now, in the Amplified Version, it says this. It says, The thief comes only to steal, to kill, and to destroy, but I am come, that you might have life. Now, notice this what? This, this verse, and enjoy life. God wants you to enjoy life. He doesn't want you to be worldly, but he, he doesn't want you to be carnal, but he wants you to enjoy life. He wants you to enjoy your wife. He wants you to enjoy your husband. He wants you to enjoy your church. Enjoy life. That's not what I'm preaching on, but that's a good message right there. Now notice, and have it, how? In abundance, read the rest, to the full, till it overflows. Let's keep that verse right there. In abundance... To the full until it overflows. Hallelujah. Now, that word abundant is a mighty powerful word. In strong concordance, the word abundant means superabundant in quantity, superior in quality, and by implication, excessive. Jesus went to great lengths to secure your excessive life. Amen? Another definition means over and above, much more, superior, extraordinary, excessive. Hallelujah. Do you like that? This kind of life that Jesus came is not just barely making it. This kind of life that he came is making it plus. It's not just enough. It's more than, more than enough. And you can know that you have eternal life. In 1 John chapter 5 and verse 11 through 13, it says, And this is the record that God has given to us eternal life. And this life is in his Son. He that has the Son of God has life. He that has not the Son of God has not life. These things have I written unto you that believe on the name of the Son of God, that you might know that you have eternal life, and that you may believe on the name of the Son of God. He that has the Son has life. I have a question for you this morning. Do you know what you have. When you get this new life, (laughs) you not only get eternal life, but you get the joy life. You get the peace life. You get the healing life. You get the prosperity life. You get the God kind and God quality of life. And what I've discovered that in this life, there is lifting power. This Zoe, this lifting power will raise you up above the law of sin and death. The law of sin and death has been superseded by the law of the spirit of life that is in Christ Jesus. It's in Christ Jesus and you are in Christ. 
So this law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus is in you to supersede any death that comes your way. This life that is in you will cause you to be raised up above your enemies. Come on, somebody. It is a law. It is in Christ. It's the spirit of life. And it redeems us from the law of sin and death. Oh, glory to God. I like to shout it from the housetops. I have been redeemed. I've got the life of God in me. I've got His life. I've got His nature. I've got His ability. Oh, thank God for the life of God. The life of God. And it can impact your very heart, your very mind, your body, your relationships. It can cause you to go from being dull to sharp. From being down to being up. From being sick to be healed. From being poor to be rich. From being depressed to being full of joy. This law of life in Christ Jesus sets us free. Woo! Glory to God. So say it with me. I have eternal life in my spirit. Receiving eternal life has freed me. From the enemy's dominion. Eternal life has put me in union with Christ. This life enlightens my intellect, it enhances my personality. The life of God in me repels sin, repels sickness, and all demonic forces. You do not have to be afraid of the devil. You do not think that you have a devil. That's a lie from the devil. He wants you to think you've got a demon. No, you don't have a demon. You have the Christ. And the Christ is greater in you than any demonic forces that is in the world. If oppression comes your way, if depression comes your way, stand up in the name of Jesus and resist him steadfastly and firmly with your faith. Woo, hallelujah. Say this to me, eternal life. It's increasing and it's being developed in me. Say it with me, more life. More revelation of the life of God on the inside of me. In Him was life. And the life was the light or the, the development of mankind. Oh, thank you, Lord. I think we ought to praise Him for a moment. Oh, thank you, Lord Jesus. And so the abundant life is simply experiencing the goodness of God in every facet of your life. God is good. And He has prepared a good life. For those who dare follow him. He's prepared a good life. For those who love him. For those who will lay aside their flesh. And say Lord I'm all yours. Here I am. Do a work in me that I could never do in myself. I'm open to you Lord. I'm going to follow you all the days of my life. And I am going to experience your goodness in every area of my life. 
This abundant life. This abundant life. Belongs to every born again believer, but not every born again believer is walking in it. But we're going to walk in it. Say with me, we're walking in it. Every day. Because I love the Lord. And the Lord loves me. And even though things come against me, I'm believing them to turn around because all things work together for my good because I totally love the Lord. Mm-mm-mm-mm. Oh, glory to God. How many of you have seen a turnaround happen in your life in the last year or so? Look at all those witnesses out there. Can I get a witness? How many have seen a turnaround perhaps in the last month or so? Now, if we took the time today, we could ask you what those turnarounds were. And I'll guarantee you some of them will be physical. Some of them will be financial. Some of them will be emotional. Others of them will be relational. Some of them will be occupational. Those are breakthroughs that come from the life of God bringing the goodness of God into your life. Now, I want to exhort you just a while today. Don't forget what God has done. Rehearse and rejoice in what he's already done. And when the enemy comes and tells you it'll never happen for you again, replace that thought with rejoicing and thanksgiving at what he's already done. And by the grace of God, whatever you're facing, he will do it again. As a matter of fact, he's working on some things right now in your life that you cannot see with your physical eyes. But because you've prayed and you've believed and you've received and you've released your faith, God is working out there on your case. He's working on your finances. He's working on your family. He's working on your body. He's working in this nation. He is working. He is working. He is working. He is working. My God is working. He is at work. And when you don't feel it and you don't see it, shout about it. Get happy in Christ. Run around your house. Lift your voice. Lift your hands up and say, My God is working on my behalf. He's working in my body. He's working in my mind. He's working in my finances. He's working in my family. Woo! Glory to God. For it is God who is all the while at work within you. Both to will and to do of his good pleasure, satisfaction and delight. Don't be moved by what you don't see. Be moved by what you have believed. Be moved by what you have received. And know this, that I am working on it. I'm working on it. And it won't be long before it comes to pass. Amen. How many of you can testify and say... That part of your breakthrough came after a period of time. Between the amen and the here it is. 
So breakthroughs are not always instant. Breakthroughs sometimes are in, uh, in motion, if you will, when you can't see it. Oh, but thank God for 2 Corinthians 5, 7, which says, For we walk by faith and not by sight. We talk by faith and not by sight. We stand by faith and not by sight. Woo, say it with me. Eternal life. Divine life. It is mine. It is mine divine. Oh, hallelujah. Mm. Hallelujah. Glory to God. There is an unseen realm that you cannot see with these natural eyes. But just because you can't see it does not mean that it's not there. Oh, it's there, all right. And the angels of the Lord, even your angels, have been dispatched on your behalf. And they're working on things for you. So be not discouraged. But rather be glad and rejoice that, oh, your father is at work on your behalf. Amen. See, angels are a part of the unseen realm. Just like demon forces are part of the unseen realm. Well, we're not centering up talking about devils today because we got authority over devils. I said, we got authority over demonic spirits. Jesus said, Behold, I give unto you power to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy, and no thing shall by any means hurt you. So we're not demon conscious. We're God conscious. We're Holy Spirit conscious. We are angels of the Lord encamped around about us conscious. We are angels of the Lord sent forth to minister on our behalf conscious. We are living by faith, and we've tapped into the unseen realm. Woo! Glory to God. Amen. Amen. So we refuse to look at the things which are seen. For the things which are seen are temporary. They're subject to change. Oh, but we live by the sight of a higher kind, a better kind. Where we look into the eternal by the eyes of our faith. And we see through the perfect law of liberty what God has said. And we see by faith what he is doing. So be not discouraged. Do not draw back. Know that I am your God and I am working. I am working. My hand is upon you for good. Hallelujah. 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 The temporary is subject to change. The eternal will never change. The Zoe God kind quality and quantity of life on the inside of you will never, ever change. Isn't that good news? You know, we're not always going to be doing what we're doing right now here in this auditorium. I mean, in just a few hours, we're all going to be gone. You know, if you live a hundred years down here on this earth, it's two hours in God time. I don't know how much time I got left. Maybe I got a half hour, an hour, but I'm going to live it to the fullest till it overflows and in abundance. Now understand this. I'm talking about God time. A half hour in God time could be another 30 years. Be 102 still preaching the gospel. Hallelujah. Hey, why not? Why not? Somebody says, well, I haven't even started yet. It's time you get started. I said, it's time you get started. Look at Ephesians, the second chapter in the 10th verse. 
this okay this morning? Yes. We're going to look at this subject, the abundant life, from all different aspects. And it's going to, might take the whole summer. So believe God with me. Amen? Amen. Ephesians, the second chapter, in the 10th verse. Now here's a verse of scripture that we need to lay hold of and believe and receive. He says, for we are God's own handiwork. We are his workmanship. In other words, we are his poem. We are his work of art. And we should never belittle or talk badly about his work of art. You're his workmanship. Don't put yourself down. Well, I'm too short. I'm, I'm too thin. I'm too fat. My, my head is too big or whatever. You know. <laughs> don't, don't buy that lie. That's the world's lie. You've got to look like this. In order to fit in with this crowd. Well, I do not want to fit in with that crowd. I've got the right crowd I'm already fit in with. It's God's crowd. It's God's bunch. It's our own company. Amen? We're from a different country, folks. The world doesn't understand us. Our citizenship is not in this earth. We are not of this world. We're living in this world, but thank God we're not of it. We do not have to buy the lie that the world gives to us on a daily basis. No, we've adopted the truth and the truth is setting us free. The truth is keeping us free. Hallelujah. So don't belittle God's creation. Amen. If God deals with you to do something about your body, do it. Amen. And that's all I want to say about that. But you're highly valued in the heart and in the mind of God. It's time you start valuing yourself and who you are in Him. And not be conformed to this world. But be transformed or changed by the renewing of your mind. Listen, folks. God has begun a good work in you. He says, He who has begun a good work in you, He will perform it until He returns. And so, you're on the road. You're on the right path. Amen? So let God morph you and change you. That's what transformation is. It's metamorphosis. When you're morphed, you're turned into another image. We're not talking about Hollywood morphing. We're not talking about the transformers. We're talking about being transformed by the power of God. And it's changing us. And it's morphing us. And it's making us more like Jesus every day. That's what it's all about. To be more like Him every day of our lives. Every day, I want to become more like Him. Pastor, aren't you aware of the areas of your life that are not like Him? Well, aren't you? But He makes you aware of those things not to condemn you, but to change you. And sometimes to correct you. So that you can be more and more like Him every day. Everyone say, more like Him. More of Him. 
and more like Him every day. This is one of the biggest things that is in my heart right now in the area of prayer. The Apostle Paul spoke to the church of Galatia. And he said, my little children of whom I travail in birth again until Christ is morphed in you. That's what the word is. Until Christ is formed in you. And part of our prayer encounter service that we're going to be doing, we're going to pray for a morphing. We're going to pray for spiritual children and spiritual babies to be conformed to the image of Jesus. And if I were you, I'd be here. Because what you sow in prayer, brother and sister, you're going to reap in prayer. Glory to God. There are some things that we're going to touch in the arena of prayer that we have not touched since the 80s. But now it's time. It's time for travail to come back in intercession and a depth of prayer to come back to where it was in the 80s and even beyond. For there will be glorious things happen as we give ourselves to the spirit of prayer. And there is this law of reciprocity that takes place when you pray for others. Amen. You can expect it to come back. Ephesians, the second chapter, the 10th verse. Well, that won't cost you anything extra. Notice with me, it says, For we are his workmanship, handiwork, his poem, recreated in Christ Jesus, born anew, that we should do those good works which God predestined, planned beforehand for us. Now, here's what I want you to see. Next part. Taking paths which he prepared when? So there are some paths he's prepared ahead of time for you and for me. The question is, is are we prepared for what God has prepared for us? There are some things that are prepared ahead of time that we should just think about. No, that we should walk in them. Living, come on, what kind of life? Living the good life, which he prearranged and made ready. Whew, what a God we serve. Say this with me. Good God, good paths, and a good life. Eternal life. Zoe life. You see... The path of the righteous, and you are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Proverbs 18, 14 says this. The path of the righteous, or the just, is as the shining light that shines more and more unto the, what kind of day? Unto the perfect day. So, when you're walking with Him, and when you love Him, and you're activating this life that is in you, Thank God, your path is going to get brighter and brighter. Your life is going to get better and better. Now, here's another thing about the path that God has pre-designed for us as those that are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. 
And this is from Young's literal translation. I ask you this morning, did you wear your shouting clothes? Is everybody comfortable? Is everybody happy? Look at this verse in Proverbs 12, 28. This is good food. It says, in the path of righteousness is what? In your path, there is life. And in the way of that path is no death. How many of you can receive that? And here's what you can say every day. In my pathway is life. In my pathway is life. In my pathway is life. Woohoo! Glory to God. In my pathway is life and there is no death whatsoever. Do you receive that today? So his paths then lead us into the exceeding, abundant, God quality, God kind of life. Ephesians 3.20 says it beautifully. Ephesians the third chapter and the 20th, 20th verse says it like this. Now to him who by in consequence of the action of his, everyone say his power. Now I want to stop right there because his power that he's referring to is the power that he was talking about in Ephesians 1. The power that raised Christ from the dead. And he said that this resurrection power is available to us word who believe. So I want you to notice that he's speaking of resurrection power. Now to him who by the consequence of the action of his power, notice this with me, it is at work in you. I thought I'd get a bigger amen there, man. If my mom was alive, I'd call her after church and say, you didn't shout, yeah, amen loud. No. It's at work in us. Now, what does this resurrection power, what is it able to do? It's able to carry out his purpose. Notice the word and do what? Everyone say super abundantly two times. Super abundantly, super abundantly. Rest of the verse. To do superly, super, super abundantly. Far above. Far above. He who raised you far above all principalities and powers is able to do far above. All that you dare ask or think infinitely beyond your highest prayers, desires, thoughts, hopes, or dreams. We got any dreamers in the house? We got any hopers in the house? We got any askers in the house? This word superabundant is far beyond sufficient and adequate, more than more than enough, beyond measure, limitless, exceeding and surpassing. I want to say to you this morning in closing that God is able. Listen, folks, the challenge is not what he can do. It's more of what we can believe. 
It's more of what we can receive in our hearts. That's why I pray for you guys. And Brenda prays for you. And the staff prays for you daily and consistently that the eyes of your understanding would get this. That the entrance of His Word would explode on the inside of you and bring light and dispel darkness that you may know. That you may know. Now the children of Israel, they came up short. They lived in the land of not enough in Egypt. Did they not? They lived in the land of not enough. They got over into the wilderness, and even though it was God's will for them to go to the promised land, it took them 40 years, and some of them didn't make it. Now, God took care of them over in the land of the wilderness. But the land of wilderness is the land of just enough. Manna came down from heaven. But they were only to take a certain amount. It was for their daily bread. But this land that he's brought us into, now that we're part of the family of God, is a land that's limitless. It's a land that's excessive. It's a land that is more than more than enough. But what happened to them must not happen to me and must not happen to you. It must not happen. They limited the limitless one. They limited the Holy One of Israel. But His resurrection power, folks, at work in you will break through all those limitations. This resurrection power will break through all those boundaries that the enemy of your life may present to you. And this can and should be activated daily through faith-filled words. And the last thing I want to say to you is this. Daily activation brings breakthrough manifestation. Can you say that with me? Daily activation brings breakthrough manifestation. Daily activation brings daily blessing and benefits. Blessed be the Lord our God who daily loads us with benefits. And it's all because of his life that he gave for you and me. Don't you just love Jesus? Let's stand up, everybody. Praise the Lord. Amen. We're going to receive the offering in just a few moments. But I think we ought to just lift our hands and thank him for what we've heard. Glory to God. The abundant life. Father, my sincere prayers for everyone in this church. That they would experience even greater degrees of your abundant life. Oh, Father, in the name of Jesus, may the life of God rise up on the inside of them and dispel any darkness that comes in them. We used to sing a song, I got the life of God in me. I've got his life, I've got his nature, and I've got his ability. I've got the life of God in me. Say with me, I got his life, I got his nature, I got his ability. 
I got someone on the inside. He's working on the outside. Greater one on the inside. Life of God working on the inside. He's a working on the outside. Well, I trust you got something out of today's message. Praise the Lord.